Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 186 of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is my friend, Teresa Riley. She is an actress and soon to be mom and like any minute now is going to be a mom. And she has a very inspiring story to share. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. But first, I want to talk to you about our sponsor. Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Spring Free Trampoline. If you are looking for a way to jazz up your backyard, something fun and safe for you and the kids to enjoy, definitely check out check out Spring Free Trampoline. Right now, throughout the month of October, they are waiving their customization fee. You can get your own customized Spring Free Trampoline. You can get it in blue or red or green or gray or pink or white, um, any kind of color combination you want. And right now, in October, they are waiving the $99 customization fee. So make sure you check that out right now. Go to motherhoodandhollywood.com and read all about our experience with Spring Free and why they are the safest trampoline company in the world. All right, guys, let's get started. Here we go. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. We have a really wonderful episode today. My friend, Teresa Riley, who I've known for a very long time because we did a play together many, many moons ago. And uh, she is on the episode today talking about her unexpected health. Um, I would call it a crisis, a health, um, uh, journey that she's been on something very unexpected happened to her and sent her down a path that, um, has completely changed her life. And I'm going to let her explain what she means by that. But, um, the reason I brought her on was to, to tell that story and how she's now come out the other side and is going to be a mom like any day now, any minute now she is going to be giving birth. Um, and it's just such a wonderful and inspiring story. I cannot wait for you guys to hear more from Teresa. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, um, California is on fire. We are literally every five seconds, there's a new fire that's coming up. Right now we're under a massive wind advisory and it's just literally fanning the flames out here. Um, so it, I'm just kind of like trying to stay indoors and, um, not go outside and breathe this air as much as possible. And really, um, my heart goes out to so many of the people who are in the fire's path. We are very lucky here that we are not in a fire zone or fire heavy area. So, um, I just got back from New York, major, that was not a very subtle transition. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just got back from New York where I interviewed Khaleesi, you guys, from Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Uh, they have a new movie coming out called Last Christmas. And I was so excited to go to New York. It was a quick trip, just three quick days. And um, the first day I was there, it was like pouring rain. So I didn't get to get a whole lot of pictures or do sightseeing that I wanted to see. But it was still a really nice trip. And um, I... You know, when I get to do things like that, I think, man, I really love my job. This is so much fun. Uh, I get these wonderful opportunities to travel and have these experiences. Uh, but, you know, there's always that part of me that's like, oh, I wish someone was interviewing me about my movie or my TV show or something like that. And it's, I really struggle with 
finding a way to have the best of both worlds of trying to have both worlds. But to be honest with you, my acting has so taken a back seat for so long now that I almost feel like a little bit of a phony, um, telling people I'm an actor because I haven't been on a set in two years, over two years. And I just, I feel guilty saying, Oh, I'm an actor. And then people go, Oh, what are you acting on? And I'm like, well, I auditioned. Um, so I'm still trying to find that balance between doing this job that I love so much, but also wanting to be entertaining and um, be an actor. So the struggle is real, but it continues on. Part of the creative outlet is this podcast and is my website. And um, I'm still kind of looking for other creative outlets. It is the journey that we're on. (sighs) So let's go ahead and get to the interview now with Teresa Riley. You're going to love her. She's so inspiring and so kind and has been through a lot. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear from her. We also talk a lot about theater in Los Angeles and why it is so um, lackluster. I don't know. Maybe that's not a nice word. Um, But anyway, I'm going to get right to the interview with my friend Teresa Riley. So after much technical difficulty, I'm finally up and running. This is part of the perils of um, doing a podcast from your own home. I know some people um, have their own studios and they do their own thing elsewhere, but you got to see like how the sausage is made here at Motherhood in Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I am beyond impressed. No, this is (laughs) Teresa. You guys, um, thank you so much for coming all the way over here because you are having a baby like any minute now. I am. I'm yeah. ready, by the way. I have some towels and <laughs> hand sanitizer. Yeah. I feel like we could just yeah. jump right in. Yeah. Thank you. Because I, I feel... I think that's how it works. I saw it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm two days away from 37 weeks. Oh and uh, yeah. I kind of never really thought I would get to October it just felt like the beginning like yeah like, I'm yeah, pregnant I'm yeah. and now it's like oh I'm pregnant and now something <laughs> is gonna come out of me a very baby. soon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that something is going to come out yeah um and they do come out yeah <laughs> how are you feeling though has it been an easy pregnancy it has yeah <sighs> Yeah, I feel kind of like a little guilty to say that Why? because, well, because, you know, my sister had like really hard pregnancies mm-hmm. and she, <laughs> she was just like, just you wait, you're gonna be throwing up for five months. And I was like, no, actually, yeah. like, I felt I didn't, good. I had a great pregnancy. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I was nauseous the first, like, from, like, week seven to probably week 12. I had, mm-hmm. like, bouts of nausea, but there was no throwing up. It was just a yeah, lot of exhaustion. Yeah. Deep mm-hmm. exhaustion, like, to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fall asleep right now. Yeah. And um, occasional, like, waves of nausea. But mm-hmm. after that, it was like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Look at me. <laughs> you know, it was great. I loved it. I loved being pregnant. So don't yeah. feel bad about that. Yeah. I think we hear so many of the horror stories in pregnancy yes. that we forget that there's also millions of other women who didn't have any trouble at all and they yes. had, you know, an easy pregnancy. Yeah, definitely about labor and delivery too. Oh, sure. And yeah, um, yeah but I know. Do people so... love to tell you their birth story? Or yes. like, oh, you, here's what happened to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And did you did you get the midwife yet? Did you get oh, the doula? Yeah. Which I did get the doula. You have a doula. Um, okay. I do. Yeah. yeah. The thing that's like drive 
driving drove me crazy yeah. is from the beginning people saying um you're never gonna sleep again you're it's <sighs> the worst which it's like it's yeah true. i oh yeah it's, it's not, not true. true that's not true i yeah. sleep all the time <laughs> <laughs> good for you i sleep all the time yeah it's literally here's you're going to find, and I, as I, I realize the hypocrisy I'm saying this, you're going to find people are going to give you advice. So yes. I'm also giving you advice. But like... Um, <laughs> I'm you, inviting it, though. Yeah. <laughs> you can sort of pick and choose what works mm-hmm. for you and what doesn't and what is applicable to you, what doesn't. Because some people are going to say, oh, I had horrible nausea. You should take X, Y, Z. And you can be like, oh, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily apply for you. We got really lucky and we had a great sleeper. She slept oh, for the right. first probably three months of her life. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe even like two and a half months every three hours. Mm-hmm. Like she would sleep. She'd be down for three hours, wake up for an hour and a half down for three hours. Wake oh up my for gosh. It was like yeah. clockwork. Yeah. I could tell when she was about to be out and it was dreamy. Like it was pretty mm-hmm. great. You know, yeah. the first couple of days it, it was, it was pretty, maybe like every two hours, but then it, you know, eventually by three, four months, she was sleeping, you know, pretty long intervals uh, at night. Now we got lucky and a lot of people were like, Oh, that's not the norm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, maybe it isn't, but nobody ever talks about that right. because they only want to tell you the bad things. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we had a, she was a great sleeper. Mm. Um, and it, it's hard in the beginning, you know, you're going to lose some yeah. sleep. You're getting used to a new routine for yeah. you and your husband. And there is a, some adjustment, but as long as you are kind of prepared for that part of it and ready. To, yes. One thing I feel like people, don't do is they're not ready to kind of go with the flow. They have this plan and right. if the, the plan doesn't work out, it's, uh, it's chaos. Yeah. So it's sort of like you have to be ready to go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. I, that has always been kind of our, mm-hmm. uh, MO. Good. Of, good. Yeah. We yeah. were prepared, pl- plenty prepared, but yeah. it's also kind of, we're really open to, this may all get thrown out the window yeah. and that is totally fine. Our birth plan did, our birth plan did, got thrown out the window because we had to have, um, it wasn't, I mean, I guess it, it was an unscheduled C-section. Uh-huh. It wasn't an emergency because it wasn't like, okay. oh my gosh, you know, like panic like That's you see scary. in the movies. Yeah. It wasn't like that, but it was like a, you know what, this isn't, you're not progressing mm-hmm. far enough. We should probably move on mm-hmm. to a C-section. Um, and my heart rate spiked cause I was very nervous and my yeah. cat had just died like two days before uh, I'd had to put my uh, cat to sleep cause oh he was gosh. dying of liver failure oh. and I couldn't calm myself down. My hormones were at a peak. Yeah. Um, I was so sad and my doctor was like, you have got to calm the hell down oh. because your baby is, can feel what you feel. And I'm yeah. like, but I just lost my other baby. Like yeah. I'm so sad and I couldn't c- calm down. And I, even though I tried and my heart rate just stayed up and they were worried mm-hmm. about her. She was fine, but they were just worried. So right. they were like, we should probably have a C-section. Right. So that was yeah. an unplanned one. It wasn't like an emergency or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, we were like, okay, so we'll just listen to my birth mix, you know, in the recovery room. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, you just have to be a little more flexible. I feel like some people forget that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're, um, do you have a plan? Are you doing like, you know, breathing exercises? Did you do all the Lamaze classes? Yeah. We did a childbirth class, which was lovely. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it it was kind of what we expected. Mm -hmm. Um, cause again, I mean, we, we've like prepared a lot. We've read like 
all the books all the books read all the blogs and (laughs) and just you know ready to uh yeah do some to jump right in breathing yeah yeah but we also you know are you wanting to do some a natural childbirth are you open to drugs yeah yeah, that's good yeah i um yeah i'm gonna try for a natural childbirth i mean i'm um i have a high-risk pregnancy so i um also just feel like that's part of our preparation is yeah, we can try it, but also right. if what's the risk if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, um, I have epilepsy, mm-hmm. um, so and that just automatically makes you high risk. High risk, sure. Um, although you know, if you're having a baby after 35, you're technically high risk yes. anyway. Yeah, the the old geriatric pregnancy <laughs> yes. label yes. that every woman yeah, at 35 is eggs. like. Oh. Oh my I know. god! I know. Am I even able to have a child? Like, yes, it's an awesome label. Oh. I understand now. Um, <clears throat> after learning so much about fertility and, yeah. and um, things like that, I understand why they say that because mm-hmm. your lifespan of being able to have children dramatically drops after thirty-five, yeah. and then again after forty. Yeah, I understand that, but it's still just like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a, a little kind of a daunting. Ego. Yeah, it's yeah. A ego bruising there. Yeah. Um. So you have a plan. Good for you mm-hmm. for being open. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. I'll just yeah. say that right now. People can at me if they want, but it's not <laughs> as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah. I think that being said, there you know anything can happen, but yeah. as long as you're kind of ready for that, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm actually like not worried about labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. We've got like a great team. That's great. Yeah, and it just feels like. Um. Yeah, it's just like what happens after when they they're <laughs> when like they here, home. this yes. is yours now. It's like, now go I home. I know. <laughs> I know. We. I'll never forget. We um. We were sitting watching. We just come from the hospital and we were sitting there watching Game of Thrones with our newborn. <laughs> and literally, she had been home from the hospital for like a day. Oh <laughs> I was like. Are we basically scarring her for life by watching this? Because it was like the Red Wedding episode or something. Oh. And I just oh. remember Chris and I being like, uh, we're terrible parents, but it's fine. We love this show. But this episode is just this so good. Is so good. It's going to win an Emmy. Um, but yeah. I was like, she slept through the whole thing. She was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. But good. she's a little twisted now. So it makes me wonder. Like, she'll say things like, I love it when you cry. And I'm like, oh, my God. What's the matter with you? Nuts. And then she'll go, just kidding. Just a little kooky. Um, we should uh, tell everybody. I mentioned this in the intro, but we should tell everybody where we met, which was yeah. we were trying to remember if it was 2010 that we did this play together. I think or? it was. Yeah. Yeah. We did mm-hmm. an indie film, uh, indie film, an indie play called Slump Buster. Mm-hmm. And it was all about this, like, washed up baseball player who couldn't yes. get out of his slump or something or yeah something about a baseball player yeah he i think he was like minor league baseball player yeah. and there's like some kind of i don't like myth that if yeah. you some kind of like, juju yeah something. you like sleep with somebody and it'll like break the yes um, that's it break your slump that yes. you're in your hitting slump yes and like were you the girl he was supposed to sleep with to break the slump yes that's right yes but then they like <laughs> fell in love uh, and she found out and then everyone and then cried like, oh, and, uh, yeah you were his slump buster yeah um okay so and i played like an announcer yeah you're like a reporter I wasn't even really in the play <laughs> you were <laughs> I was like they when they showed us where me and this other guy were gonna be I was like 
What? It was like above the stage. It was this, like bird's nest above yes. the stage. So you're like like a, yes. a TV announcer. Yes. We were yeah. like color commentary for um, this baseball games of this slump buster dude. And this <laughs> and literally we had just like gobs and gobs of dialogue. But it was sporadically. So we yes. would sit there for half an hour the and watch the play in the dark. <laughs> and then they would be like, and now say a bunch of words. And then we'd sit there and we'd wait. Um, I'm not going to lie. And it probably showed in the performance. So maybe you already know. But I did not memorize my script at all. I just did held you? it. <laughs> I held it in a, like a newspaper-y type thing. Because we were supposed oh. to look like we were, you know, reporting on yes. whatever. I couldn't. I was like, there's so many words about baseball. Oh, yeah. Know. And they kept like changing the script. Yes. And they kept changing the oh, script. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you were so <clears throat> funny, though. And I feel like the director, oh, that's sweet. I feel like yeah. the director hated me because I got really sassy with him a couple I of times. I thought he hated me. Why was he so angry at I, us? I don't know. Why did you think he hated you? I never felt like that at all. Was I he, think, I think, maybe he, for the same reason I did, probably. Yeah, I don't think he liked women very much. That must be it. Because yeah. I was like, what am I picking up on here? Yeah. And then he was really mad at me because I couldn't cry in the like, um, you know, climactic scene. And so he kept trying to come up with ways to motivate to, you to cry. Yes, but then it was just it ended up with me like him, him yelling mean. at me. And I remember running out of the rehearsal room and like sobbing on Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh my like, god, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, it was <gasps> terrible. Calm down, Alfred Hitchcock. Like, good <laughs> grief, you don't have to do that to your actors. Yeah, but look, we, I yeah. made friends. You did make so friends. It's it's always you did it. make friends. Um, uh, Elizabeth. I'm still in touch with her, like just through social media. Oh yeah, and she was like your sister, I think. She was in the play. Yes, and then Jeff Kongs was the um, baseball. I'm still in touch with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just on social media friends. I haven't really talked to anybody, but um, yeah, yeah. It was coming on me thinking too about plays in LA, and Mm -hmm. we were just talking about this, and it's like it's so hard to commit to doing a play in Los Angeles Mm because we had this original work. No one had ever heard of it. And every day it ran for how long? I feel like it ran for like four weeks. Maybe. Yeah. It was a while. It was a while. Yeah. And then they were like, we're going to extend it. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm not sitting up here for another yeah. three weeks. I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, right. Especially because you don't get paid and you're constantly yeah. begging people like, please come to my show. Please come to my show. I know you've yes. never heard of this or anybody in it, but please come to my show, please. You yes. know, it's hard in LA because it's the same thing applies to improv. Mm-hmm. sketch comedy stand up right um it's hard to get people to come out mm-hmm. why do we keep doing that <laughs> what are we doing are we doing something I, wrong do you think it's just this town no no because i think it's the same i think it's the same in new york yeah. i mean i think it's i think it's just a kind of a passion thing and it, it for me it, it always felt like um like exercise, like stretching mm-hmm. my right, muscles. Right. And I really enjoyed, I mean, I've, I've been doing theater since I was five. And mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it just feels really good. And um, to be performing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it feels really bad to be begging your friends mm-hmm. to come see you. Mm-hmm. And for them, you know, to to beg you to see their shows. Right. It all, it all um, go. Yeah. Yeah. It should go both ways. Like, you know, if you go see your friend's show, they ideally come to see yours or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of a necessary evil in LA and then, you know, I don't mean evil, but like it's mm-hmm. a necessary process that you have to go through because 
it's it is exercising a muscle yeah it is performing you are getting to act because if you're not doing something like that if you're just sitting around waiting to get cast in a movie or tv yeah, show totally you're never gonna act yeah outside of your acting class or something yeah. you know and then you get what two minutes yeah um in front of the class so and i think that's too, why there's, you do it there's also something too I, I was always telling casting directors of um you know i'm working on this thing you know i'm yeah. busy i'm, I'm doing yeah, yes I'm, doing something. I'm not just waiting for a call yeah. yeah and i think that was really important too and i know a lot of a lot of casting directors also came from theater or really were excited yeah. to um hear that actors were doing, doing something, something new yeah, yeah. But, and but I think now they, I feel like it's people are like, oh, I've got this YouTube video. Yes. Do you totally. know what I mean? Yes. You think it's shifted? Because I feel like it just in the past like five or six years, yes. it's, there's been a shift. Yeah. Because nobody really wants to go to plays anymore. They're like, look, I made this fun YouTube video <gasps> yeah. or this funny video. That so you have to like fight views. traffic mm-hmm. at whatever time, yeah. seven, find parking. We yep. were talking about this too. And potentially watch just a terrible terrible show, show. yeah because yeah. you, you don't know you're like oh god yeah um and the thing is it's like you know sometimes they give you free tickets but then they're not mm-hmm. making any money and it's mm-hmm. i wonder if that theater is still there it's the elephant theater is it still there do they still do original plays yeah it was um it was the theater asylum and yes, then they it. um i think their like lease went up and now Sacred Fools ha- uses oh, the entire okay. theater. Oh, okay. Wow. And it's really nice. Um, I mean, I haven't been in a I haven't while. been either. Yeah. yeah I haven't been but. either. I. It's so hard to, to navigate this career and this town. Like, I, for a while, was a booking machine. Like, I booked so mm-hmm. many co-stars. Like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, we have to stop focusing on co-stars and shift a little bit to try to focus on other parts. And then your auditions dry up and you're like, right. no, I want to go back to co-stars. Like, let me, you know, whatever. Right. So while you're waiting to f- be discovered or hit it big or whatever, it's really hard to keep a career going and keep passionate mm-hmm. about what you want to do and keep that dream alive. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're both not on TV shows yet. <laughs> <laughs> So what keeps yeah. you go- what keeps you going? The Teresa and Heather yes. show. Uh, yeah. What keeps you going? Um, I mean, honestly, um, I've been taking a break for the past couple of years because I've had a lot of health problems, mm. and um, and I think what you were saying. I mean, it, it's cyclical for everyone, mm-hmm. and um, for me, I just got to this place where I it was so hard, but I had to just continually choose to put my health first mm-hmm. and 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 that's just I mean my identity is so wrapped up in being an actor mm-hmm. and um yeah but I had to choose myself first before um pushing myself pushing my career yeah just not to say I'm completely out of the game um i'm still with my voiceover and on camera agent Mm -hmm. um but i took a break from my manager and yeah i've cried a lot (laughs) yeah about it yeah Yeah. and talked to a lot of people about it it's it's been really hard but i think it's it's also just been a really good experience for myself as a human kind of exploring 
all of the other parts of me. Yeah. And because um, we get so wrapped up in acting yes. and actory world and headshots yes. and auditions and yes. classes and all of it that. It takes a ton of energy and yeah. focus and um and sometimes and oh my gosh, and it's like, well, I can't take any time to um learn something new or try something new unless it fits in as a special skill. Mm-hmm. Or I can't take time to just enjoy something I've never done before or like go on vacation because what if I miss something <laughs> right right or um you know I'm at the airport and it's like I gotta go back for this callback um yeah oh geez or do a self-tape in a hotel room somewhere yes. yeah I've done yes that. I was at we were at Disney World and I had to do a self-tape to stop what we were doing and go do a self-tape for some part I'm like I'm not gonna get this why oh, am I even yeah. like yeah. ruining my vacation yeah um do you mind talking about the health issues that yes. you had and like what happened to you because I know that it was you kind of um disappeared for a while and we were all like what happened what's going on yeah yeah I was actually um I was in this this period where everything was going up for me in my career I felt really good I was auditioning a lot I was booking I um and I felt like um I I felt like okay it's the thing that's getting my way is that I'm not um, I need to like lose some weight. I need to um, feel like really strong and fit. And that's the only thing kind of really blocking me from booking even more. Okay. And um, so I I hired a trainer that year and I was like really dedicated. And one morning I was at the gym super early at like 6 a.m. And, um, and we don't know what happened. I mean, I had this like great workout and then I got onto an elliptical and uh either I had an underlying seizure disorder or or I fainted or I tripped but I fell off the elliptical and cracked my skull against the um the machine next to me Mm. and had um an epidural hematoma where you I kind of bisected a vein in my skull and um there's just blood pouring into your brain oh my gosh. and um, hit the other side of my head too. So it was kind of like, Major like a two for trauma. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So, but I was really lucky because I was really close to Cedar sinai and um, they immediately rushed me in. I had an emergency craniotomy and, um, and then, but you know, a traumatic brain injury is, it's so complex and, it never really goes away, you know, because you've um, damaged your brain. Yeah. And there's some things you just can't take back. Mm-hmm. And um, they – I was really uh, – I was really worried about losing work. And I remember when I woke up a couple of days later in the hospital, um, one of the first things I said was, um, you have to call my agent to book out. And even though I was like half – out of out of yeah. the world it was still somewhere in there that, somewhere in like, your mind yeah yeah I gotta go back to work mm-hmm. and um and but I I lost my day job I couldn't go back to work you know the recovery period was really awful I had to kind of learn how to walk by myself again and um and it just kind of didn't get better that year um I had some seizures. I couldn't drive. I mean, I couldn't really stay awake. 
And I kept thinking, you know, I just have to get to maybe like the next month. And then I just have to wait until my hair grows over my brain surgery scar. Then I can take new headshots. Yeah. But it just, it just was um, just ongoing problems. Yeah. And, and they just continued, you know, they, um, I, I had problems with memory, with concentration, um, and then the next couple of years, I really struggled with um, having grandma seizures. And oh, wow. and then the medication that they'll give you will sometimes be just terrible, will mm-hmm. be kind of just as bad. Do you feel like you're kind of like zombified and like it really clouds your Sometimes, your yeah. Perception yeah. Yeah, I did a job because I did go back to work Mm -hmm. and really tried to push myself back, but it was so hard. And my memory was never that great, Um, but I could kind of fake it in the audition room because, you know, you're holding your sides. Right. And, um, but I had this job maybe, uh, maybe like a year or two ago. And I was in the process of um, weaning off a strong medication and weaning on a strong medication. So I was on like two of them at the same time. And I didn't realize this until later, but I really did a bad job that day because I couldn't really remember my lines. Mm -hmm. I couldn't concentrate. I just wasn't working the way that I had always... um, Envisioned? yeah, Yeah, I'd always done before. Yeah. And I felt um, after that that day, um, just felt like I I can't work like this anymore. And I stopped doing theater. Um, I got cast in a great show, and the night before we were gonna have the table read, uh, and the director was so amazing. He was gonna like change the choreography just so I was not gonna be around like flashing lights, and I could mm. like sit down and. The night before the table read, I had another breakthrough seizure, and I just dropped out that the next day. So it was like, I have to take care of myself, yeah. and I can't do this. Mm. And that is just um, so hard as yeah. an actor, as anybody in yeah. this industry. So, um, yeah, it has been a ride. Yeah, um, it is hard because. <clears throat> I don't know, you know, and I hate to, I don't want to compare to other professions necessarily, but there's something about actors and, and making it and making a career out of this business and out of your talent that, um, it's such a yearning. It's just something that we Mm. want to do. It's in our hearts. It's in our blood system. Like it's, we, we know we want to be actors and Mm -hmm. we want to perform and we want to, you know, uh, have that career. So to have to make that decision <clears throat> for something that's so out of, you know, choose between something that's so out of your control, like your health is obviously mm-hmm. um, a priority. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do about it. Like you have to focus on that. So I can't imagine how difficult that must have been. Um, but I'm glad that you did because that shows yeah. that's a huge sign of maturity and self-awareness, <laughs> you know, cause a well. lot of people might be like, now nah, be fine. And then they push themselves so much yeah. that, you know, it costs them more than they're willing to give. Um, was there ever a time when you and your husband were talking about having a baby? Was there concerns about oh, that yeah. or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
really at the time of my accident, it was like we were like almost ready to to start trying, and mm-hmm. we because you were already married then, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and we'd been together a, a long time at that point, and um, our friends were having babies, and we were just like, yeah, like killing it in the job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna so we're gonna be parents, woo, and. And then those next couple of years, you know, um, especially as as I was changing medication a lot, my neurologist kept saying, do not get pregnant mm. now. Now is not the time. Yeah. And and so, you know, those friends and family were having babies or, you know, second babies or third babies. Yeah. And I had to finally kind of distance myself from – some of my dearest friends and family by saying I just can't be around you while I can't even start to think about trying yeah and um and I had to kind of I had to get those those drugs under control and Mm -hmm. I had to um you know get my antidepressants under control Mm -hmm. and just make sure that I was feeling really good just to to get through um, the physical side of it and yeah. the emotional side of it, um, for sure. Did you have a good support system in place? Like, how did your friends yeah. react? And like, you oh, know, they your were family? great. Yeah. yeah, they were they were wonderful. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you hear about friends who are like, oh, well, if she's not gonna support me, like yes. people are so. I find, especially in LA, they're yes. so selfish and yeah. like just one track mind kind of a thing. Yeah, so that's really good to hear. Yeah, I mean. The the support system just in all over is so important for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I I feel really lucky for the the uh, being in L A having access to some great hospitals, mm-hmm. great doctors, um, shopping around sometimes because then great doctors turn into like oh this isn't working so great. No, yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think. I think there, there's also as as actors, you learn kind of early on that you push through in order to get the job done. It's like, sure. oh, you've got the flu, but the you've got to go on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I had a traumatic brain injury, but the That's, show must go yes, on. Yeah, <laughs> oh my and that didn't. That, like I know you're. I know exactly what you're oh, saying too. Like, yeah, wow. we all do it. We all do it. And yeah. in order to get the job and yeah. do the job and. Um, yeah, and I it just didn't work that way with it just doesn't work that way it with a brain injury. Um, so you had uh, this happened about what five years ago? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what a crazy five years it's been for you. Oh like gosh. to have something like yeah. this happen to you. Now you are pregnant and a few weeks away from mm-hmm. giving birth. Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of um, like, how would you describe the transformation and the things that have been happening to you over the past several years? Like, you're as you're getting ready to sort of embark on this new chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, in a good way, it's forced me to slow down mm-hmm. um, and cut out the parts of my life that don't serve me, mm-hmm. including people who don't yeah. make me feel great yeah. or um, that I don't feel like I can be honest with or can trust because I really need, I, I need, you need great, those people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
And also, I just, I think I just don't take things for granted as much. Um, Whenever I have to change my medication or after I have a seizure, I Do you still have them while you're pregnant? No. Oh, it's been great. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, What a blessing. That's so nice. Yeah, honestly, I I felt better during this pregnancy than I have in a long in time. a long time oh I love and, that I, uh, hope that's a, I feel like that's a sign of things to come like I think that I your baby is so. gonna like yeah. continue to bring wonderful things for you I really do yeah I hope so I mean and that's really part of our birth plan too mm-hmm. is making sure that uh the baby and I are both um just you know keeping in in mind that um you can have a seizure during yeah. uh during labor and yeah. but so many women yeah. are mothers <clears throat> and have and have epilepsy, epilepsy and yeah. totally fine yeah um but it was definitely a road to get here and it wasn't easy actually to just even get pregnant so mm. um and uh I had a really I was actually really sick <laughs> for the the year that we were trying to get pregnant and it wasn't going so well um and uh yeah but I think all of that also makes me um I, well, like I said, makes me not really afraid of the labor and delivery because I feel like you've already been through so much. Yeah, I, it's like I'm labor very and delivery. familiar with pain yeah. and <laughs> drugs, and, and you get like a present at the yeah. end of this. Yeah, and like, it's like you're like oh, I great. can take it. Yeah, it's amazing to me what the human body can go through oh, and still yeah. survive, and like yeah. honestly, just the strength of women yeah. and mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, what we go through to get our babies and to have our mm-hmm. kids and, um, and that sort of thing. And that's ultimately too, like I was, um, <clears throat> you pop, you pop up in my feed and I love seeing your pictures <laughs> and you're just like all in on mom stuff. And you had like this cute mom shirt on and I see your belly <laughs> on the beach and, you know, and I, I was thinking about you and I was like, you have such a story of resilience and what an incredible journey. Like I said, it's been over the past several years for you. And now you're getting ready to start this new chapter. And I, I really just wanted to have you come in and like share your story. And I'm so glad that you did. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope a lot of people, I think a lot of people will be really inspired by that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I know you probably I, don't feel that way, but no. it's, <laughs> it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. Like, I don't know that I <clears throat> would, would have that much strength to, I think uh, you would. I don't know. I'd just I, be like, everyone leave me alone. Give me cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and for like, sure. That's part of it. I just don't want to do anything yes. anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think we all, when we're put into these situations, there's no choice but to move forward. Move forward, and yeah. And even when it's, I mean, I'm terrible at it, like <laughs> 95% of the time. But, um, yeah, there's nothing. You just you just have to move forward and um that is the incredible part of the mind and body that we're just kind of naturally wired to just survive Mm -hmm. and um thrive even if uh, we want to like make a little rhyme there um love it i love it yeah so and we all have these these moments i mean just just like the industry um life and health is very cyclical yes um yeah so yeah i i feel good about this future Mm -hmm. this This new chapter chapter. yeah well it's very exciting and i i think it's wonderful i do think you're inspiring people i think (laughs) it's very inspirational 
you should take that as you will or not. It's yeah, up to you. Well, thank you. I mean, I feel the same <laughs> way about you. You definitely oh, inspire me all the time. Oh, you're so and, sweet. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I want to be a mom like like you are, who's bringing her daughter with to her everything. to yeah. everything. Yes. I take her to auditions. She went yes. to her first audition with me when she was, I think, two months old. Oh That's when gosh. I started auditioning again, two months old. But I eased back into it. I wasn't like, yeah. we're all in. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. And it was only if I could take her with me. Yeah. And she just sat in the stroller while I auditioned with hundreds of other people for some stupid commercial. <laughs> Ish. That's one thing I don't do anymore. I don't do commercial auditions anymore. That was the last time I saw you. Was at a commercial audition a couple was of years ago? Was that a commercial ago. audition or was it for a TV show? I don't know. Because I don't audition for commercials anymore. I mean, it was a, well, I don't know. I feel like it was a TV show. Maybe it was. Yeah, because I saw you and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Slum bastard. No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't call you that. You're breaking the slum. Uh, you're breaking the slum. <laughs> um, okay, well, I appreciate it. I know, you know, you have to go and I have to go. Yeah. But I am so grateful for your time and for your mm. story. So thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Where, do you want everyone you. to follow you on social media? Oh, sure. Tell us yeah. where you can follow you. Um, at Teresa Claire. Um, and <laughs> that's spelled T-E-R-E-S-A-C-L-A-I-R-E. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to put all of that up on Motherhood in Hollywood as well. Teresa, thank you. I oh, appreciate thank it. thank you. It's so lovely to be here. Thanks. Sorry about all the technical stuff. Yikes. Oh, that's life. <laughs> Ugh, it is life. It is life. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.